You can be lively. You can be the life of the party. But there is only one who is life, as we'll see next. the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Hi there, and welcome to Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Well, Christmas is only one day behind us, but as we move forward to the new year, we start reflecting on what it should be like and what it should look like. Well, as we'll see today, that new year that is directly ahead of us should have at its source and at its heart, Jesus, who is the life. Let's talk about that today in depth, shall we? From 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman in today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. It says here in 1 John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, And our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested. Somebody say manifested. Said the life was manifested. And we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life. Which was with the father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. All these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. You know, one of the things that happened is I was sharing this in the school of worship on Tuesday night. One of the greatest problems we have as humans is we don't understand who we really are in terms of our makeup. All of us in this room are tripartite beings. That means that we're three, but yet we're one. Meaning, we are a spirit, we possess a soul, and we live in this shell called our bodies. The real you is not what you see in the mirror. The real you is what's inside the shell. And so for all of us, when we die, our spirit and soul, according to the scripture, goes immediately into the presence of God if we have been redeemed, if we have been purchased, bought back, if we have given our life to Christ. Our spirit and soul go right into the presence of God. When a person is not redeemed, their spirit and soul goes immediately into hell. And so what happens to, for all of us is we have to understand that You are who's in the shell. And we make the mistake is we're always trying to deal with the shell, but we don't allow God to deal with what's in the shell. And so for all of us, we are tripartite being. We are a spirit. We possess a soul, and we live in this shell called our bodies. The problem that we have is this. When Adam sinned, God told him, on the day in which you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. Say, in the day that you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. And so Adam, being created as a 
tripartite being was a spirit, possessed a soul, and lived in his body. When he partake of the, partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, immediately, did he die right then? Physically? He lived for almost a thousand years after he partook. So he didn't die. That's why the Bible says, in the day which you partake of this tree, you shall surely die. A day is unto the Lord's of the thousand years, and a thousand years is unto the Lord's a day. So he doesn't see time the same way that we see time. So he says, in the day. So he almost made it a day, but he didn't make it. Physically, he lived, but what happened to him in terms of death was when he partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, being a tripartite being, that part of his being that caused him to be in connection with God and to relate to God, to commune with God, that part of his being, his makeup, was shut down. And he became, the scripture says in the Hebrew, a living nephesh. He became a living soul. God is a spirit. And if we're going to relate to him, our spiritual man has to be awakened and come alive so that we can relate to him and partake of him and enjoy him and enjoy the blessing of him. So for Adam, the issue was, I'm, you are existing, Adam, but you're not truly alive, Adam. That where you were alive, when you maintained your relationship with God. And so for all of us here now, before we meet Jesus Christ, yes, we possess a spirit. I mean, we, we are a spirit. We possess a soul, but we live in this shell called our body. But when Adam died, we all died. Our spiritual man was shut down and closed off to God. So now instead of us being a spirit, possessing a soul and living in a shell called this body, now we allow our soul to govern us and rule us instead of being governed and ruled by our spirit man. Why? Because our spirit man has been shut down, closed off to God. And so what happens is now we do things impulsively. We do things emotionally. We do things based on our own self-will, self-drive. We do things based on just what we think because your soul is your mind, will, and your emotions. Now we're just governed by our mind, will, and emotions, and we're not governed by our spirit. When a person gets born again, God breathes his spirit into you, and he awakens your spiritual man. And now God's spirit bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. And if now I'm a child, I'm an heir, an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. What happens is now God awakens me from the inside out. And he causes me to be alive. Man, you see those trees? Look at the sun, it's beautiful. Man, God. You start getting awakened to God. Why? Because he awakened your spiritual man. You come alive within. He awakens you within. And you start to be more conscious of God. You start to think about God. You start to process with God. You start to pray. You start to become more 
aware of God in the world. And and he's always been there, but just your spiritual man has been shut down to him. Because we weren't alive, we have just been existing. And so for all of us here, we have to see this process of, of life and what it really means to be alive. And understand myself, that God, you want me to build myself up on my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You want me to be a person that strengthens my inner man, that my, so that my inner man becomes strong, so that my spiritual man, that the real me in here gets better and better and better. Though my outward man is perishing, my inward man is being renewed day by day. Can I have an amen, y'all? Though this shell is getting old. Look at your neighbor and tell him, well. Don't make me get those pictures. Though this is getting old and it's wearing down. And and you can try to fix it. You can try to cut it and tuck it. It's not going to work. Because after a while... Everything just starts cracking and popping. <laughs> I get out of the bed sometimes. I say, my wife's like, what in the world was that? I'm cracking, pow, crack, pack, pack, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I sound like RoboCop. This shell is getting old, y'all. But the inner man is being renewed day by day. Your spiritual man has been awakened. And now, instead of your mind, will, and emotions controlling you, now through the power of the Holy Spirit and God awakening your spirit, now you begin to control and take ownership of your mind, will, and emotions. Now they don't rule you. You begin to rule them. And then now we get to get into this flow with God and the Holy Spirit just begins to consume us And teach us how to live a life the same way that Jesus lived his life as he walked upon the face of the earth. earth. He was spiritual. He wasn't just ruled by his emotions. He wasn't just moved by what he thought. He wasn't just ruled by his own self-will. He was yielded to the power of the Holy Spirit. And God began to use him mightily to be an example. The firstborn among many brethren. To teach us the way to go. And so this is what happens. But we have to see that, that when it comes to all this, he's the life. Your life is no longer tied to the old Adam. Because there, has, there was a new Adam that walked upon the face of the earth. And that new Adam, Jesus Christ, he, he becomes the source of our existence, the source of our life now. I don't owe the old Adam anything else anymore. Because my life is hidden with Christ in God. And so he becomes the source of my existence in my life. And he stabilizes me and teaches me how to be who I'm supposed to be as a child of God. I have been born again. Look what he says here. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which, are, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. This is what the Apostle John says, and it's so interesting that he was the one that had this revelation, and he communicated this because he was so intimate with Jesus. He says, the life was manifested. Understand the life that he's talking about is not an it or a thing. 
He's talking about the person of Jesus Christ. The life was manifested. He says we handled it. We seen it. We ate with it. We laughed with it. We walked with it. We saw it do miracles. We saw it heal the sick. We saw it cast out devils. We saw it, we saw it go to, we saw it on the cross. And then we saw it get buried. Then we saw it get out of the grave. Eternal life isn't a place that you're going to. It is a person that has got inside of you. And he says here, he says, the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That's which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. He says, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may, he says, may be full. So what happens is, for all of us, we have to stop thinking that I can't just wait till I get to heaven. We have to stop thinking that, that life is about our stuff. Life is about our clothes. Life is about our relationships. and Life is about our friends. Saints, life was manifested and he walked upon the face of the earth. And that life is now, is what is infused in you right now. Eternity is not something that you're going to get. Eternity, eternal life is already in you right now. The only thing that's going to happen for all of us is just the shell's going to pop off. But I'm alive. And this life is, is pulsating through our veins. Is abiding within us. This life, he talks to us. He dwells in our hearts by faith. He resides within us. He communes with us. He sends forth his spirit to help us to understand that we have been redeemed. His spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. And now this isn't something that I'm groping for or trying to get. It's something that I have and I'm just continually allowing myself to yield to. He said, for I am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. So what happens is now I understand that though this outward man is perishing, there's a new man that's, there's a new Adam that's coming up through me, and he is the source of my existence now. It's not how many cars I have. It's not how much stuff I have. It's not who I know. What makes you strong and powerful and have truly understand security in life is when you have life. And so John the apostle, he begins to talk about this. The life was manifested. It, we held it. It dwelled amongst us. And then he doesn't just stop there. Go to John, John chapter 1. Go to John chapter 1. Look what he says here in verse, from verse 1 to 5. He says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. He says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. He says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, John the Baptist. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all, that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, the Jews, and, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, he says, but of God. He says in verse 14, y'all, he says, and the word became flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. He says full of grace and truth. And so the thing that always amazes me when I read the epistles. And, and I read the gospels. Especially the gospels. When I read the gospels. And I look and I, and I, and I watch Jesus' dealings. It, it just, it, it's amazing to me. That here you have. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, eternal life, the Word made flesh, walking through the streets of Jerusalem, speaking with people, caring for people, correcting people, reminding people, the creator of the universe, all things were made through him and by him, and there was not anything made that was made without him. And he's walking through the streets. And people are talking about eternal life. They're talking about having life. They're talking about and not knowing that life is standing right there in front of you. He's sitting right there. Look at him. He's eating. Look at him. He's sleeping. Look at him. He's, he's having a conversation with this, this woman at the well. And you're looking at eternity, you're looking at eternal life, or the source of eternal life, and he's dwelling amongst us. And then it blows my mind when I start to think about the fact that now that same life that walked upon the face of the planet, that was, was at, at, sitting on the right hand of the Father, that same life has now been <sighs> breathed into me. And you start to think about how God has awakened you. And you wake up in the morning and you're thinking about God. And you start thinking about how you keep going when sometimes you don't feel like going, but you got so much life in you. And you start thinking about how much pressure you got and all the things that are going on in the world and people acting crazy and, and the world is, and you start thinking about it, but you just keep going and you haven't lost your mind. And you start thinking about what is it? You got some life in you. Can I have an amen, y'all? And you start thinking about, you know, how am I going to pay these bills? And I'm thinking about my kids. And, and I'm worrying about what's going on in the job. They're laying people off. And, you, and people think you're, going, they, they think you're not going to make it. But then you just keep going. But when you have eternal life in you, it's hard to quit when you got eternal life down on the inside of you. It's hard to throw in the towel when 
When greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world just keeps me going in a direction I don't even feel like going all the time. But I just keep going because God's got something down on the inside. He got in me. And when he starts getting in you and then he starts moving in you and then he starts sharing his love through you and his compassion through you and his heart through you and he starts teaching you that it's not about you but it's about me. I'm down on the inside of you. Then all of a sudden this life that was manifested and, we, and they beheld his glory as that of the only, only begotten of the Father. This life starts, he starts moving in you. And then you start realizing that it's not just you, but it's God. That I am a spirit. I possess a soul. And I live in this shell called my body. But I'm not in here. I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not in here by myself. The two have become one flesh. That I become the bride of Christ. That he's taken him and he's joined himself with me. And now what you're seeing isn't just you. But you become a living epistle. Read of all men. Now Christ has got down on the inside of me and I'm learning how to yield to his presence. I'm there but now I'm just not in control of everything like I used to be. I'm there, but now my mind didn't just tell me what to do and I listened to it all. And I'm there, and now just because I feel an emotion doesn't mean it's the right emotion all the time. I'm there, and just because I got a will to do what I want to do, I learned not to just do, oh, Father, is this what you want me to do? And you learn that now you have life in you. And now you're flowing with life. And, and it's not just about, now watch me say, it's not just about what you're doing in your prayer closet. Because that's it's what you do when you get out on the streets. Everybody, everybody's holy in the prayer closet. Everybody's righteous in the prayer closet. Everybody's living right in the prayer closet. But when you got to get out here and you got some demons you got to fight. And you got some temptation you got to overcome. And you got some stuff come to your mind that you want to say, but you just don't. I can't say that. That's not God. And you learn that it's not about, now I'm living this thing out. It becomes life to me. And the life now, now watch the saints. Now the life now becomes light to men. How you change like that? You sure are dealing with a lot, but you still, you're not, you ain't, I knew you before you got saved. You would cuss people out. You didn't cuss them out. How did you not cuss that person out? (laughs) Hey, I used to have a potty mouth, y'all. How you not cuss them out? What happened to you? I got some life in me now, man. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen? Because life now. It's flowing through you. And now you're yielding to his, his abiding presence in life. And you find yourself now living out Christianity. Not just coming to church. It's easy to come to church and listen to this bald head preacher. It's tough to take what you're learning and apply it to your daily life. 
But the issue here is I will apply it to the degree that I learn to yield and understand that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by God's spirit that I'm going to do what he's asking me to do. Now watch this. Go back to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And we're going to look at verses 9 on down to 13. And this is, this will be a sum. This will sum up what I'm saying. Look what it says. 1 John chapter 5, verse 9. He says, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, that he has testified of his son. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe, God has made him a liar. Because he has not believed the testimony. Thank you for joining uh, us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Of his son. This program is a production of the, the Well Christian Community. And we that pray God this message is blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow Pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. And then we would invite you to join us again next time as we continue our studies in God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life, and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.